first time I read this passage, um, I freely admit, a bit confused by the comings and the goings and the letters and the accusations. Moral story, don't speed read a passage you're about to preach on, because then you'll just go... Because <laughs> um, that's exactly what I do. Preachers often preach from where they're at and what's going on in their life. And I read this passage when I read it properly. And it really spoke to me for where I was at. And I have been so challenged and inspired by what was going on in here and the way Nehemiah responded for me personally. And so I'm hoping that actually it will hopefully have the same impact for you because I was really, yeah, really challenged. Um, And this passage is all about how to respond when we're criticised, how to respond when we're under attack. And I freely admit, I'm the sort of person, any criticism, or even if I perceive it to be criticism, I wither. I just go, oh no, I'm just rubbish. And then I beat myself up and poor Colin has to sort of sit there and mop up sort of the mess that I get myself into. Or I then try to go out of my way to prove to the person who said that criticism, I am good enough, look, I can do it. And I, I go, I become a little over the top. I'm sure none of you can imagine that ever. Thank you. Um, so yes, and none of these are healthy ways to respond, so please don't respond like that. And so this last month I've been going back to school after maternity leave and I've been really struggling with trying to be good enough as a teacher, as head of department, and good enough as a mum being back. I mean, trying to juggle all these things. And Nehemiah has really inspired me about how to respond. And he models such a healthier way to respond because he is totally God-focused throughout all of it. Now, Sanballat and Tobiah, awesome names, um, they're desperate. They are absolutely desperate. The wall is nearly completed and all their efforts to stop its construction have failed, completely failed. I love the way that Nehemiah says, the walls were pretty much done, except the gates. There were no gates. I love the way he just drops that in, no gates. Anyway, sorry, tangent, it amused me. Anyway, Sambalat and Tobiah are now moving their attempts from ruining the rebuilding of the wall to physical and personal threats against Nehemiah himself. It's often easier to stay strong and hold on to God when the people around you are being threatened because it's like, no, I will defend them, I will protect them, they are my people. Self-doubt, when we're attacked ourselves, self-doubt is, oh, the enemy loves self-doubt. He loves us to question ourselves and doubt ourselves. And yeah, so these guys, when they're attacking Nehemiah personally with rumours, like in verse 6, with deceit, in verses 10 to 13, and then with false reports in verse 17, they're really hurting him because personal attacks hurt us. And when criticism is unjustified, it can easily lead to despair. But when we are doing God's work, and it doesn't matter whether you are rebuilding the city walls of Jerusalem or whether actually you're leading a project that God's called you to do or you're being faithful and putting your family first or you're serving God in wherever he has planted you, in your workplace or wherever you are. If we are serving God, if we're seeking to put him first, we are doing God's work. And you may receive attacks on your character. And we need to follow, I need to follow Nehemiah's example in trusting God to accomplish the task and overlook the unjustified insults. And that is easier said than done. So, verse 2. Nehemiah is invited to meet Sanballat in the plains of Ono. The clue is in the name, Ono. 
don't go there. Um, it's actually quite a logical place to meet. It's about 20 miles north of Jerusalem. It's kind of halfway point between the two of them. So it makes sense for that to be a place to go. But also, it was seriously dangerous out there. The roads, when you're travelling, when you leave, the city's full of bandits. I get to say bandits in church, and that's a, it's a historically accurate thing to say. There were bandits. I always imagined the bandanas. Um, and... It would have been dangerous. And if you travel the road, there was a strong possibility you would get attacked, robbed, possibly killed. Think the Good Samaritan story. Um, and actually, Nehemiah would have had to have been gone for several days. And actually, it wouldn't have been surprising. Oh, no, he's not come back. He's probably been beaten up by some bandits. Um, it was totally plausible for him to do that. For us, It was almost like if you get an email from a friend saying, I've been on holiday in Spain, I've been robbed, I've lost everything I have, please send me £3,000 and I'll pay you back when I get back. It's plausible. It makes sense. You can sort of see the logic. But actually, the person's been hacked and you're sending money off to who knows where. In this case, if uh, Nehemiah had head off, then he probably would have been beaten up on the road and killed. Um, Nehemiah, sensible dude, was not falling for it. He was focused on the task God had given him to do. Um, And he was not going to be distracted. And I love it. He says so clearly to Sanballat four times, no, not coming, I'm busy. He's focused on the Lord. He is focused on what God has called him to do. And God promises that he will make our paths straight. That's what he promises to do. What distractions and enticements come at us If we focus on God, he will make our path straight. So I don't know what distractions and enticements are coming at you. I know I've got a fair few in my life. But let's fix our eyes on God. Let's ask him where he wants us. And he will show us what to do. Let's fix our eyes on him. In verse 5, Sanballat goes to the next level. He sends an open letter. Spreading rumours that Nehemiah wanted to overthrow the king and set himself up as king. Which would have resulted in a very large army coming to Jerusalem, smashing them all, killing everyone. It would not have resulted in anything good. Um, And because it was an open letter, Sambalat's servant would have made sure that everyone had read it. He'd have gone round the pubs and the places and he'd have made sure everyone knew what Sambalat was accusing Jeremiah of. Rumours, they hurt. They are dangerous because they can get into our head. And we can start becoming, well, I do, paranoid about what other people believe of us. Oh, no, they're thinking this. Oh, they're thinking this. Ah, what's going on? And we might go into overdrive to try and disperse the rumour. We get defensive and protective. Nehemiah, no, straight down the line. Spoke out the truth, left it. It's lies, you've made it up, moving on. It was brilliant. He didn't worry about it. He didn't think about it. He didn't stress about it. He stood on the truth and he spoke out that truth. I don't know about you, maybe there are rumours and lies attacking you. The enemy loves to make us doubt who we are, to question what we have done and whether we should or should not have done something. But let's stand tall. Let's be like Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Let's stand tall and confident in the truth. We are loved. You are loved. Completely and utterly, just as you are, you are loved. You are a son or a daughter of the king of kings. And you are loved. That's the truth. No one can take that truth away from us. 
And what we do should come from that place of love. How we respond should come from that place of love, that place of security. That our heavenly daddy has his arms wrapped around us. We are safe. We are secure. Let's let God's truth and his word be a lamp to guide our feet. It may look dark around us, but he will guide where our feet are going. Because that's what his word promises to do. And when those arrows and those rumours come flying at us, God's truth can be our shield. They will protect us. And just like Nehemiah, we won't be diverted from the task. Because Nehemiah was not diverted from his task. When opposition builds up against us or against God's work, it's tempting to play, God, get me out of here. Almost think celebrity, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Get me out of this situation, Lord. But Nehemiah prayed for strength in verse 9. He showed determination of character. He wanted to remain steadfast in his responsibility. When we pray for strength, God promises to answer. He promises to give us what we need. He promises us in his word so we can stand on that truth. When we need strength, he will give it to us. When we need wisdom, he will give it to us. So just ask, because he's pretty awesome and will always come through on his promises. The next attack Nehemiah faced was when Shemaiah warned Nehemiah of a danger and told him to hide in the temple. That would mean breaking some clear rules. From the book of Numbers, um, chapter 18, verse 22, um, you're not allowed to enter the temple unless you are of the priestly line, so if you are descended from Levi. Nehemiah was not descended from Levi. But Nehemiah was wise. He tested this message because he'd been told, this is what God has said to you. And many people, sadly, misuse God's name. And they say, ah, God's told you to do this. You should definitely do this. But we're human. There are different motives. And things can be tough. If you want to do God's will, it can be easy to obey and believe that we're doing things when actually that's not of God. God tells us to test his messages Test what God's saying against the word. So if someone comes up to you and says, ah, God's telling you to go into that shop and steal a Twix, you can go, no, God says do not steal. I will not go and steal a Twix. I may go and buy a Twix because they're yummy and tasty. But that's a totally different thing. Use God's word. Test what he wants you to do. Test it against his word. In the case of Nehemiah, it would have been wrong for him to go and hide in a temple because he wasn't a priest. The more we know God's word the more his truths, they're in our head, the more we can use them to test and discern what his will for us is. If Nehemiah had run and hidden, he would have completely undermined the courage of his people building the walls and putting the gates in. And instead he stood firm and he stood tall and he went, no, I'm not going anywhere. Leaders get targets for attack. Whether you're a head teacher in a school, whether you're a vicar, whether you're leading anything, leaders are targets for attack. Let's be praying for our leaders. Let's pray for Pads and for Kirsty, for Lynn and for Chris, for Tracy and Jan, our wardens, for the PCC, for the leaders of the wider church, for our country. Let's pray for Donald Trump. Because actually leaders get attacked. Let's pray for God to strengthen them. For them to stand against personal attacks, to stand against temptation. They need God-given courage to overcome fear. Nehemiah had that God-given courage to overcome the lies and the, the attacks coming at them. He stood firm. 
He fixed his eyes on the Lord and he was faithful to God's truths. In the prophecy of Daniel, hundreds of years before the walls were being rebuilt, he said that the walls of Jerusalem would be rebuilt. And they said it couldn't be done. People said, this job's far too big. The problem's far too great. But God's men and women came together. They came together for this special task. And they achieved it. We can solve huge problems. We can accomplish great goals when we come together. Even rebuilding the walls of a great big city. So, what can we learn from this chapter of Nehemiah? So much. When we are attacked, and we will be, if we are serving God, we will be attacked. If we are doing his will, we'll have hard times. In whatever way it looks like for you that you are being faithful, stand firm. Ask for God's will in discerning what he wants us to do. Test it against his word. And let his word be the lamp to guide our feet. When rumours and lies are spread about you, stand on the truth. Do not let the size of the task or the length of time needed to accomplish it keep you from doing it. With God's help, it can be done. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, guide us. Lord Jesus, lead us to serve you faithfully, with integrity, steadfastly, like Nehemiah. Help us to stand on your truth. Help us to fix our eyes on you and grant us your strength to advance your kingdom and bring glory to your mighty name. Amen.